welcome to the podcast let's get real candid conversations about relationships my name is Thalia Lozano I'm the bilingual prevention specialist here at South Valley Services today I have a guest she is my co-worker Emily um hello <laughs> where are you from Emily um I'm from Utah Harriman specifically grew up in West Jordan my whole life um but yeah recently moved to Harriman so that's where I'm based off right now so wh- tell me a little bit about yourself. What do you like to do in your free time? Um, so I'm an artist. I like to do anything, really. I draw traditional like art, so drawing. I do painting. I'm trying to paint. It's not that very good. I journal. I write stories, um, poetry. Anything art-related, I'm, I'm doing it. <laughs> That's amazing. And... What do you currently do at South Valley Services? I know I mentioned that you're my coworker, but what do you do at South Valley Services? Yeah, so I'm also the bilingual prevention specialist. I essentially do everything that Thalia does. We go out to the community and teach people about domestic violence and educate them. We also go out and do presentations um, to middle schoolers and high schoolers and teach them about you know, the unhealthy signs in a toxic relationship. Yeah. And so what inspired you to go into this career field of like domestic violence and things like that? Is there anything that inspired you and made you really want to do it? Um, to be quite honest, my the biggest thing is I love helping people. I love being able to support people, um, to teach people about things, you know, that aren't most talked about. Like domestic violence is a big issue here in Utah and not a lot of people talk about it. And, you know, being able to be in an environment where you could teach people and hopefully they'll learn to take care of themselves and protect themselves and then just help them is it's what inspires me it kind of gives that meaning to my life yeah that's amazing and um for today's podcast episode we're going to be talking about spiritual abuse and so that's why i have emily here today and so um i have a definition right here of spiritual abuse spiritual abuse happens when someone uses spiritual or religious beliefs to hurt scare or control you it can involve someone forcing you or your children to participate in spiritual or religious practices when you don't want to. It can also involve someone refusing to allow you to participate in spiritual or religious practices that are important to you. So some examples that um, our previous director, McKaylee, let us know was one um, that she said that she sees often is when it's like, if you don't do this, you're going to go to hell and things like that. And so just using their religious beliefs against the person And so I wanted to open up the space to Emily to ask you if there's like a specific story that you wanted to talk about when it comes to spiritual abuse, because I know um, that is something important to you. So, yeah, so I grew up in a very religious family. Um, My dad was the one that was really into it. He was the one that got everyone to start going to church. And I want to just preface this. There is nothing wrong with religion. There is nothing wrong with people who practice religion. It's just that sadly, some people either take it too seriously or they use religion as a way to hurt other people, and that's where it's not okay. So there's absolutely no hate towards the religion that I was practicing. It was just the things that happened within my house and within the church itself. So it's more like the people, not the religion. (laughs) But uh, essentially, I I grew up in a very strict house because of that. And my dad was the one that that caused a lot of grief in my life because he he was devoted, I guess is the 
right word to say. He he wanted us to follow everything to the T. He didn't want us to stray away because they would tell us if, if you don't follow God's words, you're not going to make it to heaven. You're going to leave everyone you love behind. And, you know, that scared him essentially into making him want us to do everything. And when I started to stray away from religion, I didn't want to be part of the church anymore. That upset him. And it started the spiritual abuse. My dad would say things like, I was a bad person because I wasn't doing the things that, as he said, God said. I wasn't following what the Bible said, that I was going to become some, to put it quite bluntly, I was going to become a drug addict whore that didn't mean anything. He would verbally abuse me all the time about that, and he'd make me feel bad about what I wore, how I, like, acted. He just tried to shame me into coming back because it was the only way he thought I would listen to him if that makes sense yeah thank you for sharing and then um because you've experienced so much when it comes to spiritual abuse how has spiritual abuse affected your relationships with other people so that can mean like um family members or like I know you have a boyfriend so yeah I honestly it didn't affect me too much like outside of my family relationships because my boyfriend was already um he didn't practice any religion and when we first met I was devoted as well and he respected that he said you could do whatever you want I as long as you're not forcing your beliefs onto me and I'm not forcing mine onto you then we're good and so you know I always got along well with my friends I always got along well with with everybody so I none of that really affected my outside you know relationships but with my family it it made it harder to talk to my dad um, because there was so much shame and I I carry that shame with me like knowing that you're not a bad person and you've never done anything bad in your life but having someone basically tell you all the time you're a bad person you did this wrong it it affects you and so it, it was hard to talk to my dad it was hard to talk to my mom um, especially hearing this stuff as like a teenager it it just affected my how I see myself, my self-worth more than anything. Mm-hmm. And so is there like a time that you felt like you realized that it was spiritual abuse? Like is there a specific scenario or was it just over a course of like a couple months or years that you realized that what your father was saying to you wasn't okay and things like that? I knew that my parent, my dad, my, both my parents were what they were saying wasn't okay, and I knew that it was abuse. But I never had a word for it until I started working here. Then I found out about spiritual abuse, and I was like, "Oh, my dad does that to me." So it it's nice, I guess, having a word to say it now. But to me, it was just always verbal abuse, um, just abuse in general. But now having that information and understanding what spiritual abuse is, I, I can see the signs in it. It gives me a better understanding as to where my dad's coming from and why he treats me the way he treats me. Mm-hmm. And so what has helped you feel safe when, you know, you're going through this and your parents are still telling you certain things about the church and um, making you feel less than like what has helped you feel safe in those certain scenarios? Honestly, for me personally, it has just been 
living my life the way I want to. I know that it's incredibly hard because my situation is very different for other people. When we hear about like domestic violence, we automatically assume like physical abuse and it's between like a romantic partner. And this isn't a romantic partner that did this to me, it was my father. But it was still something that I had to deal with because I live with him, I have to see them, and he talks to me almost every day and that situation always brings up. So it's hard feeling safe when you live with your abuser, when you live with someone who's gonna, you're constantly going to see. And it's even harder when it's with, you know, a parent because how can you cut off your parent from your life? They're your, your parents, you know, they, they raised you. And so I guess for me, if, since I'm living with them, the best thing I could do is just live my life, you know? Um, don't let them continue to, like, I'll feel that shame. It's gonna be hard not to feel that shame. but learning to still love myself and be like, you know what, this makes me happy. Not having to do all these things has made me so much more happier than I what when I than when I was at the church and I was doing all these things. I'm in a much better place now mentally. I'm able to do the things that I love and to me that's what's created the safety. Like because I know that this is good for me. So even if they don't like it, I know I'm happy. Yeah, that's amazing. And I you and I have both talked about how like domestic violence isn't just between intimate partners and things like that and how a lot of times like you stated like um when people think of domestic violence they automatically think of intimate partner and physical violence which it can be but a lot of times oftentimes we see is emotional abuse and things like that and so I think it's important that you know you brought that up and things and so um what advice would you offer to other people that are currently experiencing spiritual abuse? That one's a little bit hard for me because, again, everyone's experience on how the abuse happens and who's causing the abuse is different. So it's hard for me to be like, oh, well, you can do this, this, and this, and it might not work for everybody. Yeah. So the best thing I, I could say is, again, finding your self-worth and understanding if what you're doing makes you happy, then keep doing that so if in a situation where let's say your romantic partner is the one that's causing the spiritual abuse and like you mentioned at the beginning they're telling you like oh well if you leave me you're going to hell take that into consideration is that true what's so wrong about me leaving this person that's not treating me right like he's not making me happy um I, something i tell my dad a lot is who are you to judge me like in the bible it talks a lot about how if you believe in God, because I know everyone's religion is different, but I was in Christianity. So when the Bible, it says God's the only person that can really judge us. He's the one that knows everything. He knows us to our core. So how could, you know, your partner, your friend, whoever is causing the abuse, how could they judge you for something that, you know, they're not, they don't know you that well. You know, only God can judge me. And I know me. I'm not a bad person. I'm not going to go to hell for leaving someone that hurts me and doesn't treat me right. It's just a lot of it is learning to not let that shame overcome your life and listen to yourself. What's going to make you happy? Um, what's going to make things easier for you? And again, it's, it's very hard because some people devote their lives to a religion and it makes them happy. And to have a partner tell you, well, if you do this, no one at the church is, is going to want to talk to you. No one at the church is going to want to be with you. So in those situations, it's even harder because it's like, how can I 
protect myself and take care of myself with the fear of losing my sense of community, losing people that I love and cherish. Like that's another thing. So again, it's very difficult for me to give advice. Like the best thing, I guess, if you had a similar circumstance to me is just learning what makes you happy and, and not letting that shame overcome you so much. Yeah, that's amazing. I think that's like something that everyone needs to hear no matter what. And so, and um, I know you said that you're in a much better place now. So what are some of your favorite resources that have helped you? So that could be like mental health resources or even um, like journaling. I know a lot of people do and I know you love doing art. So is there any resources that you think that maybe could help someone too or some that have helped you so that way people also know that those resources exist? Yeah. So there's crisis lines um, and a lot of those times you can call them. It's free. You can call them if you're going into a crisis, tell them what's going on. And of course, it's anonymous. They're not going to get any of your information, so there's no worry about that. But there's people you could talk to. Um, I'm currently going to therapy. That's helped me so much. And I know therapy is expensive, but there are cheaper um, alternatives out there. There, You just got to search. And finally, my biggest, the biggest thing that's helped me has been my art. Um, being able to have something to channel my emotions into and to give it my all has been so incredibly relieving because I had to you know I had that shame on me for so long and I still do and being able to just use that shame as a way to create something beautiful and be able to say I made this I can make beautiful things I can create things with my hands helps alleviate that shame a little bit but there's there's a lot of mental health resources out there you just gotta search it up specifically to what your needs are and I promise you there are stuff out there for everybody yeah and um I've seen Emily's artwork and it's amazing so I'm it's so amazing that you do art and it's a way for you to express yourself in like a safe space for you and so you know you've experienced so much trauma but is there anything positive that's come um because of your experience of spiritual abuse and what you've been through is there anything that you'd like to share that like maybe might be positive in a way that because of what you went through honestly I think the only thing that I would say was good from everything that I've gone through has just just has to be the fact that I have gained so much empathy I am more aware about you know other people's emotions and how I'm feeling like you know every this is gonna sound probably terrible to some people so I hope it doesn't come <laughs> off the wrong way but um, sometimes it's good to use the trauma that we get as a way to learn and be better people um, I'm not saying that it's a good like it's okay for us to suffer and it's okay to, for us to just do trauma it's never okay but it's it's healthy to take that trauma and use it to help ourselves and with what's happened with me and my dad, I've learned to value myself a lot more, to not take what people say so personally. Um, I, my therapist told me once that when people come up and tell you stuff like that, that you're a bad person, they're not talking about you. They're talking about themselves. And that's their problems, those are their, their issues, and it's not for you to take. And hearing that and then understanding how my dad has been through trauma himself and he's suffered a lot growing up you know 
it made me realize she's right, you know, it's not for me to take. And so understanding that the him trying to shame me, it's also him trying to shame himself. And I think that's the biggest thing I've learned from everything, understanding that I love myself no matter what. And although I'm still, you know, struggling and I'm still doing stuff and I I still have my my breakdowns, I I'm moving forward. I'm learning how to heal and I'm using the opportunity, the things that I learned to educate others, to help others and, you know, bring empathy because that's what we need, really. We need a lot of empathy and I feel like I, I give a lot of that. That's amazing. And um, that reminds me of like how when we go out to teach classes, a lot of the kids that don't pay attention are usually the ones that need it the most because they're the ones that are may not realize what they're going through and how it is um, important and how it relates to what we're talking about, like when it comes to domestic violence and how it's unhealthy relationships and things like that. And so I just wanted to say that. (laughs) Um, But um, do you have any like future plans or goals? So that could literally be like five years, 10 years when you're an old lady. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Whatever goals you have in life. Right now, my main goal is my healing journey, learning to love myself, because I've been, I've been through a lot, and I'm, I'm still learning how to take care of myself. I'm still learning to love myself and, you know, finding things about myself that are amazing. And like I said, it's, it's a hard process. Like, I'm coming on here acting like, oh, yeah, you know, just love yourself, but it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to love yourself after hearing so many bad things. and. You know, I'm still struggling with it. So, like, my main thing is just healing, continuing to heal, learn how to be happy, and moving out of my parents' house because it's obviously not good for me to be there. But um, overall, just just try to find my happiness and keep doing the things that I love when I can. That's amazing. And um, I want to say thank you for coming today and sharing your story and everything like that because I know we wanted to talk about spiritual abuse because – it does happen so often but not a lot of people talk about it or it's barely talked about at all and you know living in utah it's a primarily religious state there's so many people part of a religion and so um spiritual abuse is happening whether people believe it or not or whether people um want to like make sense of it it is happening um and so i wanted to say thank you for coming on today and then my last question is what message of hope or inspiration would you like to share with others that have gone through or are currently going through spiritual abuse? I know this is like kind of like the same question earlier, but if you have any like message or hope or inspiration, like if someone that was listening um, that was going through the same thing as you, what would you say? This is going to sound so cliche, but (laughs) (laughs) things do get better. Um, If you need help, get the help. I promise you there's nothing wrong with reaching out and finding those resources and getting the extra support that you need. Um, That's why services like South Valley Services exist, because we're here to help people, because we know it's not easy to go through this stuff alone. So if, you know, anyone that's out there listening, if you are currently going through spiritual abuse or any form of abuse, please, when you can and when you feel safe to, reach out for help talk to someone um because if you start doing that if you start taking care of yourself things will start to get better you'll see 
how amazing you are as a person, how you don't deserve those things, and how you deserve so, so, so much more than, you know, what you're given. I mean, I think every single person in this world deserves to be happy and to be loved, and it doesn't matter what you did in your past, what you're doing now, or as long as, you know, you're not hurting people, you're not hurting yourself, I think that everyone deserves to be happy, and so it's just, you know, start taking care of yourself, start learning how to be happy with yourself, because things will get better once you take that first step. Yeah, and I think, like, what you said, like, you're not alone, I think that's, like, a lot of what people forget, is that there's so many people that have experienced, like, similar situations as you, and it's okay to ask for help and you're not alone in those situations and you know there are people that might even relate to what you've gone through and things like that so I think it's important to always remember that you're not alone and like you said it will get better so I want to say thank you for coming today and doing this podcast episode with me um yeah thank you Emily of course thank you for having me on yeah if you or someone you know in the state of Utah is experiencing domestic violence please call our 24-hour hotline at 801-255-1095. For more information, go to our website at svsutah.org. If you or someone you know is experiencing domestic violence outside of Utah, please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 800-799-7233.